The buzz on social media is that a Utah tight end has entered the transfer portal or will enter the transfer portal and maybe headed to one of college football's blue blood programs. Is there anything to this? Coming up next on Locked on Utes. You are Locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Austin Facer. I'm the host of Locked on Utes. Really appreciate you guys for making Locked on Utes your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You know me. I'm your smart aleck, opinionated, outspoken, a little obnoxious, um, a little irritated right now. I've been trying to record this podcast a little bit, had some technical issues. I've had to restart like three or four times. Anyway, doesn't matter. You guys deserve a podcast. You guys have been awesome. I really appreciate the audience participation. The response has been really cool. I've been enjoying my my uh, early tenure here as the new host of Locked on Utes. Uh, enjoyed the spring game, too. The spring game over the weekend, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun seeing uh, friends in the media, being up there in the press box, out of the cold. Uh, by the way, props to those of you who stayed out in the cold and and stuck out the whole game. Uh, they, they brought us down from the press box to field level with about five minutes to go to get ready for the, the post-game press conference. And that was more than enough for me. I was freezing. Um, I didn't like it. Uh, I couldn't imagine being one of you guys who sat out in the cold uh, for the entirety of the game. So props to you guys. Really shows how passionate and excited Utah football fans for this season And I think that same passion and that same excitement, that same sassiness has been prevalent on social media. We saw it um, over the weekend around the same time that uh, the spring game was going on. It it was pretty noticeable on on Twitter, at least. People were uh, responding to a rumor that came from somewhere. I'm not really sure where this rumor originated from. Um, being that Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid was going to be entering the transfer portal and would be exploring a move over to one of college football's premier programs, the Alabama Crimson Tide. So uh, that was something that was, uh, that was, I guess, circulating on social media. That was uh, like a thing over the weekend, kind of turned into a meme a little bit. Uh, we saw people kind of spoofing uh, on the language and and having fun with uh, with this report that doesn't seem completely unsubstantiated. I don't think it's a possibility. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I'll explain why in a second. But part of me wonders if maybe we're dismissing the possibility too quickly. Um, before I jump into that, I'll tell you why I don't think it's going to happen uh, later in the in the day on Saturday. Kincaid was was seen at a, a an event being held by Clark Phillips downtown. Um, was taking pictures at at, at a Clark's thing, all that good stuff. So it begs the question: if this guy's really you know looking to move on from the program, move on from his teammates, why would he be out supporting them on a Saturday of all things? You know, why would he be doing that and not? packing his bags for Tuscaloosa and all that kind of stuff. So 
I think that alone, um, the fact that he was um, still hanging out with teammates, even as uh, the rumors were swirling, that to me was an indication there wasn't a lot of teeth to these rumors. Or, I don't know, it was just, it, that was just a weird deal. I, didn't, I wasn't sure where this report was coming from. But at the same time, as I said, I, I think maybe there's a portion of the, the Ute fan mentality that might be dismissing this too quickly. Um, the truth is, this is the last week before the transfer portal, portal deadline. The deadline's going to be on May 1st. So this is the last week guys have to make a decision about whether they're going to stay at the program, try to move on to a different place so they can still be eligible to play in the fall. It's very possible and probably likely that some guys who have been with the program and some guys who have even made plays for the youths have been uh, sig- have seen significant time on the field. It's very possible that some of them might be moving on. And I think this is just a consequence of the depth that has been built at the Utah football program. And it's something that even the coaching staff is prepared to handle. When we spoke with Kyle Whittingham after the uh, game, you know, we, we were someone asked if, you know, what he expected to, to happen in this last week before the, the transfer portal deadline. And he said, yes, yeah, some guys are going to leave. That's, that's just what's going to happen. You know, some guys are going to, see an opportunity to play more. And that's something we expect as a coaching staff. Obviously he didn't name names, wouldn't expect him to at that time, but um, it's, it's something that's real. And, you know, to, to play a little bit of devil's advocate to, to kind of at least flesh out that idea that maybe a guy like Dalton Kincaid could be in that group of guys to move on. I mean, the, the tight end room at, at Utah is very full. Um, there's a lot of depth at a lot of positions, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I, I, someone's going ha- to make the jump to, to a place where they feel like they can play more. There's just not going to be enough ball to go around at certain positions. You know, you look at the, the tight ends already. We've got guys, you know, youngsters like Hayden Erickson, uh, who uh, had a nice little catch in the spring game. A lot of people have been high on him. Brent Ke- Brent Keithy is obviously the uh, the leader in that in that room right now. Uh, Tani Putatau had a touchdown in the spring game. There's uh, this is really the golden era for tight ends at, at for tight ends at the University of Utah. We saw Cole Fotheringham declare early for the NFL draft, and probably not in small part because he recognized there was just so much competition to get on the field at Utah. It's probably a good uh, opportunity to showcase, you know, your skills at the next level, you know, before the uh, the uh, the reps and the the uh, the targets dry up, you know, being in 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 the Ute locker room. There, I don't know. I I think I think it's maybe something that shouldn't be dismissed immediately. Something's going to happen this week in the transfer portal. Obviously. Here at Locked On Utes, I'll be covering that. I'll, I'll let you know if anything happens. We'll follow it on social media. I, I, I'm, not in, I'm not entirely convinced Kincaid's out the door based on you know, his participation with his, uh, his teammates' activities. But 
it wouldn't surprise me if somebody on the offensive side of the ball left, someone who has made plays for the youths before. Who that person is, who that player is, what position he plays, who the heck knows, right? But, you know, there's another thing that I think we should think about here with this rumor that Kincaid might be pursuing or being pursued by Alabama. It's like, is that it's really kind of a compliment in a way that Alabama is looking to poach some of Utah's players. You know, is that like a, like a 4D chess move by Nick Saban, you know, anticipating a possible matchup with Utah in the college football playoff at the end of the year? You know, I'm sure Saban might have seen, you know, what ESPN said last week. They're anticipating Utah to be a contender to go to the playoff. Could Saban be thinking ahead and, you know, trying to boost the roster, get some guy, get somebody with inside intel in, in the building? I don't know. That's me putting on the, the tinfoil hat there. But I think it's 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 kind of a compliment, really, that, that uh, you know, this rumor is circulating. I think it just spe- speaks highly to the strength of, of how well Utah's done putting depth in the building and being a, a place that has an embarrassment of riches in, in a lot of ways. So, you know, you can look at it that way. Again, I, I, it, it, it speaks a lot to the, the meteoric rise that Utah's had over the last, you know, 10, 20 years and really becoming a power on the national stage. However, you know, I will t- in getting into our next segment, their segment, there's another team within the Utah Athletic Department that has had a meteoric rise in the national ranks. And I don't think it's being talked about enough. I'll, I'll tell you about which, which, which squad I think uh, we need to talk about more. First, though, let me tell you about Built Bar. I know you guys are like, hey, Austin, what's the deal? You talk about Built Bar all the time. Are you, are you ever going to stop? you ever going to shut up about Built Bar? No, I'm not. They're our sponsor. They pay us to talk about them. And guess what? As a candy enthusiast, as someone who loves himself a good candy bar, I'll tell you this, Built Bar is putting something on the table that these candy bars can't compete with. They've got a great product that's actually kind of good for you. I don't know how they do it. They've got a lot of good stuff going on with these Built Bars, especially those marshmallow puffs. Gosh, these things are good, man. They've got all kinds of crazy flavors. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. It's a treat covered in 100% real chocolate. They've got flavors like churro. What? Churro in a, in, in a protein bar form? Coconut marshmallow. Banana cream pie. Oh, man. Uh, but here's the thing, right? As much as these sound good, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're much better for you than a candy bar. They've only got 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, just 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that's got like a 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar, not to mention all the carbs. Built Bar is definitely a better way to go, right? So here's the deal. Built Bar, they're all about the taste. Somehow they what the what the plan is, hey, let's make a good, you know, protein bar. Let's make it taste good first and then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time. I want you to try these, all right? I've got a dealio for you. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. 
the part of my voice cracked. Locked. I'm only 30, almost 30. Locked 15. That's L O C K E D 1 5. Get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. One more for you. One more One more little, little bit of health here. I, I'm like As I mentioned, I'm almost 30. I've had a lifetime of poor eating habits. i got to get better on that kind of stuff. I need better gut health. I need better energy. And I'm getting that with Athletic Greens, particularly AG1. Let me tell you about AG1. You put one delicious scoop of AG1 into your drink in the morning, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. No idea what that is, but it's good for you. And it's kind of got this mild tropical taste that actually is pretty good. it, It doesn't taste like a health drink by all means. It's got less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no yucky chemicals or artificial, you know, crap. It still tastes good. It supports better sleep quality, recovery, mental clarity, alertness. It's 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 the good stuff right here, and it's going to cost you less than $3 a day. You're a coffee drinker. That's your thing. Throw out the Starbucks. Get yourself some AG1. It's going to be much better for you. And here's the thing. For every purchase you make at, at Athletic Greens, Athletic Greens will, in turn, donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including the No Kid Hungry organization here in the U.S. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year-long supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Here's all you got to do. It's really easy. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash college to get that offer. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash college. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate nutritional insurance. So that the program that I'm talking about that has had that meteoric rise has become a national power strangely and quickly. I think the fact that they've done it so quickly being the most unusual part about it is the men's lacrosse program at Utah. These guys are out of control. They're having an incredible season. They're already 8-3 and three on the year. They've won the Atlantic Sun Conference. According to the NCAA RPI rankings, the Utes are the 19th best team in the country, right? Now, here's what you have to understand about lacrosse. Lacrosse is a sport that historically mostly played on the East Coast, has been dominated by... Ivy League schools by private schools. Uh, it's kind of a very preppy sport, kind of in the same vein as hockey, I think. Um, you know, imagine a person with the same personality as like Andy Bernard from The Office, who you know obviously went to Cornell, which is a great uh, lacrosse school in itself. That's the kind of person you know, the kind of people who who play lacrosse. Utah is putting together a program that is very quickly surpassing a lot of these blue blood programs in the, in the college lacrosse landscape at at 19 Utah's ranked ahead of Johns Hopkins, Syracuse and Dartmouth, which is to me just astounding, especially when you're considering these teams that I just listed have been playing for decades. Whereas Utah 
has just had a varsity club. They converted their club lacrosse team into a scholarship varsity program in 2019. And when they did so, it was kind of a landmark occasion for the sport. Kind of a, it was something that was going to present challenges to for the program. Um, because being that lacrosse is a very kind of East Coast centric sport, Utah was kind of kind of start out on an island in the uh, in the lacrosse landscape, and they still are really, um, according to to what I see what I've seen and the, the the data I've gathered. Utah is the westernmost lacrosse club in the United States by four hundred miles, and. That seems like it would be an obstacle. It seems like it would be hard to be that far away from where the rest of the action is in the lacrosse scene. But I, I think Utah has kind of figured that out and used it as an advantage. And you really see it in the construction of the roster. Just looking at you know the, the guys on the team, there are a couple of Utah kids, which I think is pretty cool. I'll get into why in a sec. But a lot of kids from Southern California – Tons of kids from Orange County. Um, they find a lot of kids out of Nevada, the Las Vegas area. They really have said, we're going to be the place where kids who, the best lacrosse players in the Western United States are going to make Utah a destination. I think that's what they've done. That's my guess. And it seems to be paying off, You know, judging by their rankings in, in the uh, NCAA RPI. Uh, profile and all that kind of stuff. So, but uh, the, but but here's the impressive thing: they're also doing it with a lot of homegrown kids who you know have played lacrosse here in Utah and are really getting to live their dreams in a lot of ways. You know, playing against these blue blood programs, uh, against these the 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 I don't know the Syracuses, the Dukes. I don't I haven't really seen who they play on their schedule, but you know the fact that they're on the same platform as these teams that's huge for these utah lacrosse kids who play high school and play a sport that's not at least last i checked sanctioned by you know the utah high school athletic association or activities association so these kids are going from playing club level lacrosse at the utah high school level to excelling at the division one level in the uh, in college, and it's a huge accomplishment. For example, Josh Stout, senior attack man. That means he's a goal scoring guy. I played lacrosse. You probably didn't, so I understand the nuances a little bit better than you. But that's okay. Uh, he's their second leading scorer. He went to Lone Peak High School, and for him, I I I imagine for him to be having the success he's having at this level is just a it's it's tremendous. It really speaks to how well that program has been put together. It's commendable that, you know, the the athletic department said, okay, we're going to feel this team now. 2019, we're going to take ownership of the club and we're going to jump in with both feet and we're going to we're going to make ourselves we're we're not just here to play. We're going to we're going to do it well. And I think you can see that, especially being that these guys are conference champions and going to go to the NCAA tournament and it it's going to be interesting to see how they do. Here's here's a frame of reference for just how far the uh, the Utah lacrosse program has come. Their very first game back in 2019, they played Vermont, traditionally like a, a pretty good little lacrosse program, lost 21 to six. Now Utah ranked 
at 19th, his 31 spots ahead of the Catamounts, who are ranked 50th in the NCAA RPI rankings. So really a nice testament to how well uh, that program has come together. So I have an announcement here. I I should have done this a second ago. I'll just throw it in right now. This is really cool. I want to just tell you guys about this. This is actually, I, I really do think this is cool. If you know anything about what's going on in the sports world this week, you know that it's the NFL draft on Thursday, the first round. Obviously, the big story here locally, where's Devin Lloyd going to go, right? Oh, man, wouldn't wouldn't it be cool if there was some kind of like live programming from Locked On and they were giving inside analysis pick by pick? That's exactly what's happening. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft live in studio from Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis with our local experts and draft gurus. Tune in for all three days. We're doing this all three days as our draft team guides. They take you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts on Thursday, 5 p.m. here in Utah, and it's available on the Locked On NFL YouTube page and on the Audacity Draft, Audacity app, excuse me. Make sure you tune in, NFL Draft on Thursday from Las Vegas. Uh, as I'm, as you probably saw, Kyle Whittingham's going to be joining Devin Lloyd there. Uh, so that'll be really cool to, to see where Mr. Lloyd ends up. Also, let me tell you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports development, league reviews, news, all that good stuff. They're covering NBA playoffs, MLB, eSports, if that's your thing. If you're betting on eSports, though, uh, I would recommend seeking help. But, hey, before you do so, why don't you check out betonline.net. They've got all the info you need to make the best possible eBets, eSports bet you want, you could you could make, plus all the other regular you know sports we enjoy ourselves. So head to the website today or use your phone. Go to betonline.net, betonline, where the game starts. So just just speaking about uh, accomplishments though in the in the uh, in the uh, athletics program, one thing that I probably should have talked about last week, I'll just tell you today. Um, you know what, what we're what you're gonna see all year round from the athletics department. You're gonna see it on their website. You're gonna see it in games. You're gonna see it on their social media. They're gonna be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the passage of Title Nine. Now, I had to look up exactly what Title IX was because my cursory understanding was this is the thing that made women's sports possible, right? Well, according, this is actually something I looked up. I went into the Library of Congress, and I, I looked up exact the exact language, what Title IX was, what it said, all this kind of good stuff. So just a quick little history lesson. That's something I'm happy to provide for you here on Locked on Utes. Title IX was signed into law on June 23, 1972 as part of the Education Amendments Act. It states, No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. So, after this was implemented, Utah jumped right into action to create all these possibilities, all these opportunities for female athletes to receive the same scholarship benefits, 
financial aid that the men had enjoyed up to then. Um, what you know, the history goes. Uh, the first two uh, women's uh, collegiate sports programs were launched in uh, 1974, two years after Title IX was passed and signed into law. Uh, tennis was the first sport. Basketball followed in 1974. Uh, volleyball, gymnastics, skiing, softball, that came the next year. Uh, Cross-country, track and field, that came along in 1981, followed by swimming and diving the next year in 82. Soccer became the uh, next uh, women's sport there at the University of Utah in 1995. And most recently, beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Beach volleyball. There you go. Was added in the spring of 2017. So kind of a cool thing. I think something uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the the University of Utah celebrate. Um, Just thinking about, you know, the uh, obviously at the University of Utah, the, the marquee women's uh, sport is probably gymnastics. The Red Rocks uh, been a national power, finished uh, third at nationals this year. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of other great sports, um, great women's uh, teams up there at the U. Softball comes to mind. They, they, they usually do pretty well in conference play. At least they did uh, last time I checked. Women's basketball had a terrific year this last year going to the NCAA tournament getting a win in the first round. Uh, I talked about Lynn Roberts contract extension last week as well, but, you know, thinking about the history of title nine, um, what it did for, for women in the state. I, I think of, you know, some of the, the major players that, that this affected uh, early on. You know, I think about people like Norma Carr, who was a, a coach of the year coach at the U for several sports for many years. Uh, later became the athletic director at Slick. Uh, I know Norma really well. I've worked with her at the uh, Utah Sports Museum Hall of Fame. Utah Sports Hall of Fame Museum. Um, she's obviously a legendary figure in the state. Uh, Lori Paris Salvo, who I know as Coach Salvo, was my uh, gym teacher at Viewmont High School. Um, you know, she played multiple sports for the U. Was really kind of like probably the first star, the first women's star um, at the time. Um, great volleyball, basketball player, ran track. She probably even did another sport. It wouldn't surprise me if she was a four-sport athlete at the University of Utah. Uh, and then you think about Fern Gardner as well. So lot of, lot of, there's a lot of rich history at the University of Utah um, relating to, to Title IX. Excited to see how the, the university celebrates. Um, I, for one, happen to know that someone I know very well who may or may not have the, the same last name as me, if you if you uh, can read between the lines there, is going to be uh, working on some of the content for the uh, athletics department. So really looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to see. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed Monday's show. A big week this week for, for Ute fans. Obviously, the big story is going to be the NFL draft on Thursday. We'll be covering that uh, very closely, as will the entire Locked On podcast, network, all that good stuff. The The story is going to be Devin Lloyd. Where is he going to go? He, he invited Kyle Whittingham, linebacker coach Colton Swan, to uh, accompany him to Vegas to find out his NFL fate. Uh, I believe this is the first time Whittingham will uh, take a seat in the green room and uh, see where one of, it, one of his guys ends up. He, he spoke a little bit about this after the spring game. His, his guess was, that Devin would go somewhere before 20, 
2021. I kind of had a similar prediction as well. Um, but yeah, that'll be the, the thing we'll keep an eye on for sure this week. It's coming up on Thursday. So you've listened to me. You listen to Locked On Utes. You got your fill there. You should get educated on the NFL draft by making Locked On NFL Draft your second listen. Ryan Tracy, my guy, and uh, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and uh, look behind the curtain at NFL front offices. Just like Locked On Utes, Locked On NFL Draft is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Go check it out.